everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got my two good pals. Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. That's right. So if you're new to the show or you're a returning listener, we appreciate it. Uh, so just quick outline what the show is. We It's literally what the name of the show is. It's Beards, Brews, and Bourbons, right? So we, we talk about beard stuff, beard products, beard reviews. Uh, we also talk about brews, so beers, uh, kombucha, whatever. We've only done beers so far, so maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll venture out our uh, little box there. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Well, we've done a Lambic before. That's, that's yeah. quasi-beer. Yeah, like, Lambic still qualifies as beer because it's brewed like a beer, so it's... I think kombucha isn't really beer because it's not... I well, don't it's, know. It, it's a wild fermentation, though, in a Lambic, so that, that's what... Right, isn't that what makes a lambic a lambic is wild fermentation? Yeah, in the yeast. Yeah. So I still consider that a beer. I mean, so, and not all of them, not all lambics have fruit juices added into them. True. I guess that's so, where I was going. Yeah, the fruit juice. Yeah, I would, that I would consider a fruit beer, but but just a straight up lambic? No, not always. There's not always juice in it. Well, it's like a shandy too, though, because I mean, shandies have fruit juice. And I'm like, ugh. Well, shandy used to be what, like lemonade and beer is what it yeah. used to be like in the UK? Well, that's a that's a real quick digression before we even yeah. get into the show. Yeah, and then finally, we also have the uh, the bourbons portion, where we uh, sample a portion of bourbon. We talk about it. Uh, sometimes we make cocktails around the holidays because that's always fun to do. And then if you say to the silent B, which is the end of the show after the credits, we have a fun little segment where I make something up immediately right before, or I spent three days researching it. Could be either way, and we just kind of shoot the uh, shoot the breeze on that. All right, so let's dive right into the beard portion. Uh, we have been testing for about three weeks now. Uh, we have some beard balm. This is from Dippity Doo Men. Uh, we did a we did their beard oil not too long ago, mm. um, and I will. I guess I'll just talk. Well, I'll let you guys talk first, and then I'll, I'll chime in afterwards. Uh, I hate to start off with a negative, but I'm just not a big. It came off as more of a paste than a balm to me. Yeah, and I I just really not the I just not. I, I guess I'm just kind of biased. I'm not. I'm not a paste balm ish guy. I'm more of an oil slash like pomade. Like I want more kind of not oily, but kind of more I thinner guess. consistency. Yeah, thinner consistency is what mm-hmm. I'd want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a nice smell to it. Again, it's. Uh, I got the coconut. Uh, it says there was like ginseng in it or green tea. I didn't really didn't get that. Maybe chamomile I got, Gets but uh, yeah, I guess maybe if I had a larger beard slash mustache to work with maybe it would work better but i was just kind of like oh it's kind of pasty in my my mustache <laughs> definitely definitely do it wet not dry because that's that's just uh that's trouble as and it's going to be looking like well, the mask if you take your mask off and like oh what happened to your what happened to your mustache you're gonna have like a uh there's something about mary kind of looking moment <laughs> right maybe, you know yeah yeah a little little white on there yeah <clears throat> i mean it wasn't bad i just it's not my style really yeah. So pro tip for the, that type of pomade or, or balm, if you, if you put it in your hand and then you, you rub it in, warm it's it. like white. Yeah. You warm it, it gets thick and then you add a little bit of water in there and that'll mm-hmm. let you apply it a little easier. So it does go on a little easier than just like trying to slap it on dry. Right. But I, I would agree with you, man. It's, it's really thick. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Spackle. Beard yeah, spackle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely a beard, a beer spackle. That's going to be a whole new thing now. I just created that trademark yeah. copyright. Copyright. <laughs> it's, it's better than beard caulk, you know. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just need some caulk in your beard, you know? Mm-hmm. Gotta mm-hmm. Seal it up, you know? Yeah, seal it up. Seal it up good. Yeah. Did anyone else find the, the, the smell to be just a little overwhelming? Like, Not me. It was very subdued. I thought it just, it wasn't, I didn't get a lot of, it wasn't very aromatic to me. Okay. I guess it's just me. You know, if you're putting the hands and, and warm it up, stuff like that, that's automatically just going to open up the smell and all the stuff in there too. So if Greg, if James wasn't doing that, then that's yeah. probably why he didn't pick up. Cause I didn't do that either. And I didn't, the smell to me just was kind of meh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I did on the tips of my fingers because again, I, I don't have as much surface area there as you do, Greg. But, but yeah, <laughs> I was just using the fingers and then just kind of just doing the just to rub them together and then the application to the the mustache. Gotcha. Yeah, it sold out on Amazon. I looked it up on Amazon. Apparently, there's no reviews and it's they don't know when they're gonna get it back in stock. <laughs> that good? Well, yeah, apparently, good stuff there. I, I am with you on the. Uh, I do prefer oils to to this type of balm. Um, just because I find the oils just to be a lot easier to apply. You just squirt it into your hand and then just right. dab it in. And then you don't have to, I guess the good thing about the balm is it makes you, you know, uh, rub it into your beard. Otherwise you have, you know, weird white streaks. looks like you've aged mm. 30 years. I um, assume it's more for hold necessarily than it is for, I mean, it did, it did moisten. It did, it did that route, but I would assume it's more for hold than it would be for, for moisturizing maybe i don't know but that, that yeah no you'd be you'd be right with that um mm. it's more for a hold and styling to get the the, the, the flyaways kind of calm down i mean it does moisturize some but i think you'd be better served using an oil uh daily oil and then you know if this is if you want to look nice for an interview or go out for a nice dinner when we, we mm-hmm. when we have nice dinners again outside right. house, you know that that's what you put it on Right. Uh, only negatives I have, other than you know, it's just a little thick, is that the ingredients for me are so-so. So it's uh, the first, you know, first ingredient water, whatever, no big deal. Second ingredients, uh, petrolatum, which is like petroleum basically, mm. and the third oil or third one is mineral oil. So right there, those are kind of like on my no-no list, I guess, because I, I don't like putting mineral oil in my beard because it's you know, uh, you know, it's uh, Peter. What's what's mineral oil used for? Uh, I mean, it could be used for lubrication. If you're a little backed up, I think you could take it too. So yeah, you could take a spoonful of it to uh, clear clear your pipes out a little bit down below. And then petroleum. I, don't, I just don't want to put petroleum on my face. I prefer more natural if we can do it that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, but other than that, that's only only bad things I got to say about it. You know, I will take that back. I don't. I didn't find it oiled because I didn't use it with an oil. So I felt it. My beard was not. It's a little crunchy, if that makes sense. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't like super dry. I didn't get any like uh, dandruff under my skin or mm. under the beard on my skin, but it just felt rougher than I'm used to. Yeah, I definitely had to, to make sure that just to make sure it was all the way like rubbed in because if, it, if like again, if you leave it, it's just gonna just kind of the remnants would still be there. So just I just made sure to the first time I, I made the mistake of forgetting to use it right after I got out of the shower. The first time and I didn't make that mistake again. So I just had to <laughs> with, with the mustache again. But yeah, it just it just it it's just it didn't it didn't what's the word I'm looking for? It didn't absorb as quickly as I like, which with with oils, just oils just, just go in a lot smoother in my opinion. Just me. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. All right, guys. Well, that's uh that's dippity doo. That is their beard bomb. It's uh it's okay. I think that's the best we could say about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, continuing on with the beardedness, uh, Jim found us an article 
And I, I never wanted to gouge my eyes out so much to watch these <laughs> horrible beers. Wow. <laughs> They're just so bad. They are uh, pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, well, then again, the name of the site is sadanduseless.com. It looked like a, it looked like a joke site, but I'll get into that in a second. Uh, basically, it's called the monkey tail beard is the latest male fashion trend. Now, just if you're curious what that looks like, just Google it. You just need to see it once. I know you may want to gouge your eyes out afterwards, but just Google it. It'll be uh, definitely something you've never seen before. Apparently, uh, beards now are boring. Are the all the beards that we've made, we've gone over so many beard styles, but they're all boring. Apparently, this is the new trend, and you have to grow. Apparently, it was called the cattail beard originally. Keep up with the times. Basically, one side of your face is a beard that connects to your mustache. Yeah. So it looks like a tail wrapping around your face. I would describe that as you're shaving your beard, trimming it down, and you accidentally just kind of shave off, you know, about a quarter inch in one section. So you just have this like bald, you know, half of your beard. And then you're like, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't want to regrow my entire beard. So I'm going to have a monk. I keep wanting to call it monkey paw, which is mm-hmm. not quite the same thing. No, but, quite uh, the same monkey thing, beard, no. monkey tail. There we go. Yeah. And the mustache cannot connect to the other bearded side. It has to stay separate like a tail. The other side has to be shaven or at least cleaner shaven than and uh if you go to the site we'll put it up i'll put it up on twitter for sure but yeah sad sad and useless humor site monkey tail beard and just the images along it's mostly images there's not a lot of text in this article but it's mostly images and they are a thing to behold <laughs> to oh behold. my god Especially, i'm just here for the i'm just here for the pictures anyway so that works yeah, right the last the last photo itself is the dude is like holding his head high but he's got this weird oh my god it's it's all it's 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 a thing to see I was just surprised at how many photos are on because I expected like three or four or five. No, it's like pages of, of these pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of bros doubling down on this thing. Yeah, because apparently it is an actual beard style that I, I thought this was a joke. And then I, of course, I Google it. I'm like, is monkey tail beard a real thing? And what I get was we're still in January. Uh, this uh, year's first bizarre fashion trend seems to have arrived. The monkey tail beard. It's a way to highlight a thick mane on one side and merging it with the mustache. Of course, the first article that comes up, uh, going bananas. Men on Instagram show off new beard look inspired by a monkey's tail. And I'm like, this is so stupid, but it's real. And I guess it's just to get views or whatever, but there are more pictures of dudes on Instagram with this, this beard. And I'm like, yeah. That's that's one way to look at it. I guess it's just the whole trend. That's the only way to look at it, dude. I mean, it's like the ice bucket challenge or whatever challenge or the Tide Pod challenge. Yeah, but those, those served a purpose, though. Did they? To, yeah, because it was to raise awareness well, for different charities and stuff. Ice bucket, yes. Tide Pod, no. Oh, no. Tide Pod. Uh, but November is. Kids November, is. November is. But yeah. cinnamon ta- the, cinnamon, the cinnamon challenge. Oh, God. Cinnamon challenge. To, but yeah, there's more articles. Beard trend has men shaving off facial hair into a monkey tail. Monkey tail beard trend sweeps internet. And then more images come up. And I'm like, wow, it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. So it's it a thing. Did it become prevalent last year or like when did it bust out onto the scene? You know, from what I'm seeing, it's all this year. I'm seeing a lot six days ago, six days ago, five days ago. Apparently it, the cattail beard thing was from last year, but it's just hitting now. Just swinging uh, through right now. I yeah, right now. So <laughs> if you feel so inclined to do it, do it. But I, I would not. And if you not. do, please send us a picture on, on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Say at least if you if you do it, it's easy to fix and you know have it so it doesn't look so ridiculous. That is it's not, true. It's not like you're gonna shave your head bald and then you're screwed, you know, or do an inverse mohawk or something like that. It's you know it's pretty pretty <laughs> easy to fix. 
inverse mohawk. Nice. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely, if you're transitioning, if you have a full beard, you could be like, hey, look, I'm, I shaved one half of my beard for this challenge and then just shave the rest of it off and keep the mustache or just shave it all off. But yeah, you could do it for a transition. But it brings up, there have been uglier beard styles like the, what Calico Jack used to, re- to, to rock, the, the chin strap. Just the chin strap oh, beard. Jesus. Yeah, uh, that's like the, a the early thing. 2000s type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there have been there have been kind of dumb beard styles throughout history. So this is just a new one. This is a new one. All right. That's enough monkey business. Let's uh let's, oh. Oh. let's uh let's bust out some whiskey to wash away that bad taste. So what do we got for bourbon today? We have High West whiskey. It's a their double rye. So High West is out of Utah. Actually, they've been on the scene for, what, seven, eight years, something like that? Yeah, they've been around for a minute. So, yeah, these guys are out of Utah. Uh, they are been around for a while, but they're not the oldest brewery, uh, not brewery, not the oldest distillery, distillery. In, in the block. So, High West is a double rye. It literally means two ryes. They have a, an old and a youngin. The original batch was, it was like a two-year that they had sourced. No, they brought themselves, and then they had a 16-year that they had sourced. It was like, man, that's, that sounds awesome. Uh, they've unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, uh, have changed the recipe. So now they are a two-year, which they source from NGB, I believe, or NGP. And they also have their own seven-year in there. Well, up to seven years. It's a, it's, a, it's a NAS. It's a non-age specific. So the internet's just making guesses on how old it is. But it's at least two years old, up to seven. Hmm. Right, so this is uh, 92 proof. So it's a, little, it's a little higher than some of the other ones we've had. But uh, we do. I typically prefer higher or you know higher proofed bourbons and whiskeys and ryes than to like eighty because eighty just kind of tastes like water, honestly. Mm-hmm. So we are going to, uh, I guess, sniff. Uh, <laughs> we are going to sniff it up. Yep, sniff it up. Give it an eyeball. Taste it. Tell you what we think. That is a strong nose. That's a lot of alcohol in that nose. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like yeah. I poured, I poured this like 20 minutes ago, and like I said, when I first smelled it, I swear all I got was like apricot and stuff. And then as it set out, wood grain alcohol. But you guys, but you guys don't drink a lot of rye, though. Like, when's the last time you guys drank a rye? Like, a- I don't know. Probably the last time I drank it with you guys. I mean, the last yeah, rye that we reviewed. Because uh, this is Actually, not. No. I say I had I had the whistle the whistle pig rye about a month ago. Mm. That is that is a little bit better. Definitely, it's definitely a better, well, more age. I wasn't gonna say better quality, but that's not necessarily true. It's it's definitely more age, so you're gonna get more of a refined nose on that one. But when I smell this, it it smells like a rye, and it's because like I've had ryes that are not as aged as this, or not as blended as this one is, and it's I am getting the alcohol, but I am getting the rye. That's the tanginess. I'm getting the, the just the tang <laughs> spice, which I like in a rye but i'm i I love it yeah spice and a lot of wood <laughs> yeah. yeah and i get do you get honey i get actually get honey off of it a little bit a little bit all right let's drink this some bitch good caramel color good decent decent legs not great but decent it's pretty color though it's like a nice yeah 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 amber yellowish hay or something yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh that is sweet mm-hmm. that's, that's sweet. delicious yeah, see, it, it, the nose will can fool you sometimes, and the burn is very wow. Slow. Yeah, this is I like this one. Oh wow, yeah, I get that nice. Yeah, the burn, the warm down the cockles there. Yeah, ooh, yeah. This is one of my. I've actually had this before. I bought maybe two or three bottles and I've drank them fairly quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really <laughs> good rye. Pick a bottle of that up. So what uh, what kind of flavor profile are you getting from this? I, mean, I, I get some sweetness, like maybe 
maybe some honey maybe yeah like I that. get, that's 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 what i get the most of is caramel smack of honey getting some caramel burnt caramel a little bit of brown sugar molasses yeah, a little bit of molasses it is it is not it's not very heavy it is very it evaporates fairly quickly on the tongue uh the mouthfeel is not there's not a lot of it but the burn is just perfect it's just it's just it, it's got that warming effect that doesn't overload it doesn't overpower and it's that's i like this one a lot yeah and it's not it's not rough like i would expect not at all the, the nose kind of feels like oh this is going to be uh it's gonna be like grain alcohol, but mm. uh, you don't get that. There's no alcohol. sting, but there's no immediate sting to it. It's a very slow, mm. slow drawn out burn. Not as much wood, honestly, from the nose. I was expecting it to be really, really mm. oaky and chewy. Um, yeah, that's the deceptive thing about rise is they can give they can give you that on the nose, but then if it's a well made one like this one is, then it'll it'll surprise you. This is real nice. It's it's light. Uh, just light's a good term, I think, for it. Especially for being like what forty? Would you say forty five proof? 45%? Uh, 90, 92 proof. So 92, so a little bit higher than that, but yeah. So MSRP on this is $40, but you can find it on sale pretty frequently for about $35, $30. I'd pay $40 for this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely, yeah, definitely yeah, it definitely tastes definitely tastes more like a $45 rye than uh, I wondered, the wine I wondered if they if they, they must have maxed out the uh the the rye content on this, right? I mean, because to be bourbon, it's gotta be what 50%. It is 95% rye. Wow. Mm-hmm. From what I'm seeing in the mash bills, 95% rye and 5% barley malt. Bar- barley malt. Right. And the two year old for NGPs. And two and then 80% in the other one, and then 20% malted rye. That's interesting. Jesus. So it's 100% rye from High, high West. Wow. 80% rye and then 20% malted. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, there is no statement on like how much you know, percentage wise, 50, 50 or 20, 30, or that no one knows what, what's, what's actually going in there, but those are the two they have. Yeah. But it is mostly, it is a like high rye content. I will be adding this one to my collection for sure. Yeah, definitely. If it's, it's definitely a rye that you want to, if you, if you're not accustomed to drinking rye, you want to drink this one first because it's, yeah, it's softer it. and it won't, because there, there are some ryes that I've tried that will slap you in the face. <laughs> Yeah, they're spicy. Oh, this, this one's not super spicy though. It's not. It's not. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a good starter rye. Baby's first rye. Baby's first rye. <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the show title right there. All right, guys. I think that's gonna do it for the bourbon portion. Uh, I think it's we've all said it's very good. We all recommend you should purchase it if you find it, uh, add it to your rye collection. For sure, for sure, for sure. As a rye, as a rye aficionado, definitely this is definitely one of my favorites. All right, we're going to move into the beers, but we are going to continue on with the bourbon theme. Uh, so today we have Goose Island's Bourbon County brand stout. This is a uh, aged uh, stout in bourbon barrels. This is the 2020 version. It's they are limited editions. They only come out with a select number of barrels per year, and uh, this is the 2020. So I think Peter wants to talk a little bit about it. So I'll hand it off to him. Here I am. So this is coming, yeah, from Goose Island. They're they're in uh, Chicago, and this is coming in at fourteen point six percent ABV, sixty sixty IBUs. So it sounds like this is going to be a nice, uh, nice big boy. So it's an imperial stout. So it's going to be like the strongest in in body style and and in alcohol content. I would say of, of you know any other type of stout. So it should pour black, super super dark. Might get a little bit of sweetness from the malt depending on how much they've done and, and how much they've roasted it. 
I've been told that even though it's 60 IBUs, it shouldn't be too crazy on the bitterness, but uh, we'll see if it is. Hopefully the, the malt balances out a little bit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying this one. Yeah, that is. Oh yeah. That's black. Really, yeah. really black. <laughs> it's like yeah. Coca-Cola. Like just. I see a do- I see a door and I want to paint it that color. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Black is your soul. That's right. Or heart. Both. Oh man, that nose. That is that is really overpowering. What do you what like wow, what, I've never I've never heard you say anything like that about a beer before. What are you getting it's, specifically on that, Greg? Uh tar. It's not tar, it's just like a no. molasses, really, really sugar. It's not yeah, molasses, like cloying sweet is the, the word I would use. Well, that's probably from the, the malting, I mean the roasting of the malt. True. Very yeah, true. And the super high ABV. I, I wonder if they pumped a bunch of 14.7%. 14. 14.6, 14. sir. Well, okay. Sorry. I'm depends sorry. on the year. Depends on the depends year. Depends on the year, too. Yeah. Well, for the 2020, which we're speaking about. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah, the, the nose is just, it's really, for me, it's one note. It's just like, bam, here's the sugar. I'm hoping it tastes better than it smells. I, and that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> Everyone has their own thing. I, well, I've um, never had anything bad from Goose Island. Uh, so I'm going in with high hopes. I know. What do you think, Jim? Am I, am I blowing this up too much? I mean, no, you're not. You're not. It's, it's, but you don't, you don't drink a lot of like Imperial stouts though. Do you? No. I, I mean, I love stouts, uh, like dry stouts. I've never, mm. I don't dabble too much into the Imperial stouts. Well, this one's definitely, it's because again, the alcohol is pretty heavy. But yeah, that, that roasted barley and then the aging process that it goes through in the bourbon barrel just adds just a different level of complexity to it. You'll get it on the taste, but yeah, the nose is definitely very heavy, very sugary, very molasses, like syrupy thick. But I think with the IBUs have to be that high to kind of counteract that sweetness to keep it balanced. So again, it's the best way to do it is just to taste it. All right, let's 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 get into it then. Ah, that's good. <laughs> That's that's tasty. That's um that's tasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely good mouthfeel. It does linger a little bit longer because uh, again, it's an imperial stout, so it's going to be heavy, a little heavier, but not too too heavy. But again, I I, I saying that the the bitterness and the and the and the malt sweetness kind of balance each other very well. Yeah, it's it's actually really complex because um, you get a lot of front end, like the kind of the the, the sweetness of it comes out really up front. And then as it sits in your tongue, it kind of like dries out and then you get that like uh, that malt, that dry malt at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's it's not clongly sweet. No, it's not. It's not. And it's not, you know, it's bitter, but I, I'm, I'm surprised at 60 IBUs. Like I would more put it in like 35 range if I'm just tasting it. Right. Again, that's the, that's the, the, the I guess how much lactose they use or milk sugar, but it definitely counteracts the, the bitterness. So it, it so again, just they, they work with each other well. Goose Island knows what they're doing in this. And when they they've, they've been ruining this for years. Yeah, that's what I saw when I looked it up a little bit earlier. That's it's kind of neat. Um I'll, I'll dive in that I'll dive in that in a second. I'm still enjoying the taste. Yeah, it's, for me, it's, it's beer. Yeah. Die of nose first in this bad boy. Definitely a sipper. I mean, just because it had the alcohol content. I'm sure, but it, it doesn't taste exactly, it doesn't taste like a 14% beer necessarily i mean it, it tastes like it's strong yeah but it, like maybe if i had this not knowing what it is i would be like i would guess 10 percent or maybe 11 but not 14 yeah that 9 to 11 range is what i would I'd pop it at mouth feels good not um 
I don't, wouldn't expect a lot of carbonation on it, and it doesn't mm -hmm. have a lot of carbonation, but it has some, which is which is yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen Jim so happy to drink a beer in quite some time. <laughs> it's one of my favorite stouts. Uh, I love this time of year when I can pick this stout up, and because like I used to work in the industry, they used to come in four packs, uh, which were usually ran about oh gosh, about like maybe twenty something bucks, twenty maybe yep. even thirty certain places because you don't get it was allocated heavily uh they can't they got bought out by InBev, so they're in InBev haters if, it's, if you want to taste this beer you're gonna have to you have to shut up buttercup and just deal with it but they changed it to not bombers necessarily kind of in between a bomber and a 12 yeah, yeah, was, this, this is uh i'm looking for the ounces 14 here. one pint nine fluid ounces or point nine fluid one point one point nine fluid ounces okay so yeah basically it's between a bomber and a a bomber and a and a, and a 12 ouncer yeah i, I 1.9 ounce that can't be right yeah i know i i flubbed there it's one pint and 0.9 fluid ounces and a pint okay. is well fluid ounces and ounces are different i don't uh, yeah my measurement or measurement here in america is stupid anyway but it is stupid like can we just do milliliters i mean that's just the easiest system in the yeah world. it is it is three, was that 355 yeah i think you're right uh Irish giant. i think it is i think it is uh uh 355 milliliters the way he's got in his hand there uh yeah it used to come in four packs it was allocated you only got a couple of cases per store and people and you in the reason and it came out on black friday which is the day after thanksgiving all right. It wouldn't come out then. It would get rolled off the delivery before that, but you couldn't sell it before uh, Black Friday, which was their kind of gimmick on it. And of course, they bought out process and then they moved to those bottles. But it's a lot easier to find now because the craft beer industry is getting a lot more diluted. So there's a lot more people doing stouts of that type. But it's still the standard. I'd say the, the gold, the black gold standard of, of imperial stouts. <laughs> For sure yeah i can i can see that uh what struck me as interesting in is these can be uh aged like you can buy them and they say that you can have them up to five years in your house and they'll still taste perfectly fine yep like uh like with the way you sell a bourbon just sell her this uh this stout just keep it in a dark cool dry place and uh the flavor profile will change it probably would mellow i think i did it one time back in the day and it, it mellowed the, the flavor profile a little bit if it's too if it's too sweet, maybe for you to start off with and you drink, just take one bottle, put it away and, and it, it may improve to your liking later on. Yeah. I think they have a couple left at my uh, local store. I, I might go back and pick a couple more of these up. So retail, uh, at least here in Virginia, these are retailing for 13 or $14 each, something like that, but they're on sale because they're starting to clear them out. Uh, so I think I got it for like eight bucks, which is a steal. Mm. Yeah, nice. thirteen. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine is what about what it is down here. But again, yeah, it's it's worth it for the for the alcohol content that you're getting. <laughs> yeah, I think that would uh, that would get you pretty toasted pretty quick. I have had it on tap at certain places because they do they do put it in kegs in a very limited amount. But there are certain bars that I've had it on on tap. And if you if you do get it on tap, just plan not to go anywhere for a minute because they'll <laughs> they'll they'll they'll. they'll it's it's not a full it's not a full pint pour of course I'm not going to do that to you but it's going to be it's hard to describe like uh you've seen those little tulip glasses maybe that size of a pour they'll give you 
and but that port might be a little bit more expensive but they'll be like but yeah it's like a, a snifter a shifter yeah right? snifter yeah snifter of it yeah just just plan to sit there and enjoy if you can find it on tap because it's just as good on tap as it is in the bottle excellent that's surprisingly good so i yeah i'll definitely recommend that one all right, everyone. I think that's going to do it for our show here tonight. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We hope you had a good time listening to the show. We had a great time making it for y'all. If you like the show and you, you want to follow us on the social medias, we are on there. We have the Facebook. Uh, it's BBB Podcast. You can look out there or Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We have the website, bbbpodcast.net. Uh, we even have email. I'm just going to list all these things out, guys. Just hang on. Posts at bbbpodcast.net. And I think we are on Twitter sometimes. What's our Twitter handle, Jim? Twitter is at Bourbon Beards. Just the ampersand, the at symbol at Bourbon Beards. And uh, shout out to our new followers. We've got two. I think we had two more this past week. Hey, that's thank awesome. you, thank you. Uh, we do have a new uh, patron account. Uh, we opened it up last episode, so it's there. If you have a little extra change, you want to throw it our way. It, it supports the show. It supports us. We like making it so. So yeah, for that, you just go to patreon.com and just look up Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. Yep, Beards, Brews, and Bourbons, and I believe it's under BBB Podcast as well. Cool. So you can find our show on any of the audio podcasting things. Well, guys, I think that's going to do it. That's the show. If you stay to the end for the silent beat, that's going to be after the music. That's where we, uh, we have a little fun, let our, let our hair down, and have a, have a good time. everybody you've made it through the end of the music now we are in the silent b portion of the show this is where uh, i think of an idea or steal one from reddit or from wherever else because why not uh, scruples don't have them <laughs> so we talk about something fun uh it's kind of a thought experiment sometimes last time we did we talked about dry dry january and why or why you should never do that oh yeah and addendum to that real quick i saw oh uh Seth, what's his name? The late night show host, uh, Seth, Seth Myers. Myers. Like, I'm, I'm going to enjoy a Heineken Zero, and I'm like, oh god, really? All right, whatever. That's sad. You got to get your plug-in money somehow, man. Yeah, <laughs> I guess everybody's suffering. Paid spot from someone. Yep. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So this this silent beat, we are going to talk about. Here's the question, guys: If you could kill. Any fictional character, you know, book, movie, audio, whatever, who would you, you know, remove and kill and why? Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I went dark fast. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? No, Jesus was real. So that doesn't count. Never mind. Mm. I keep thinking I keep thinking he was fake, but no, he was real. So never mind. He was Jewish. Track. Come on. You should be honest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go team Jew. <laughs> <laughs> God, we started out extra spicy. All right, I see how it's gonna go. Mm. It's that beer. It's that beer. That bourbon. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. get you. I know we were kind of throwing around like off top. We were throwing around Star Trek stuff beforehand because there's always like with timelines and and everything. So I was like, at first I was like, because oh, like uh, they did the whole thing in Futurama, go back and kill Hitler. But no, Hitler is real, so he doesn't count. So you know what? There's a lot of uh, argument on 
Star Trek boards about a certain episode of Voyager. About a little character known as Tuvix. Oh, God. If I, if I could go back and erase Tuvix from canon and just erase that episode, I would do it. Because they're talking about did Janeway commit murder? by Because uh, if you don't know the story... Yeah, you have to tell the story. I do have to tell the story. Transporter accident, long story short. Transporter accident, there's a Vulcan named Tuvok and uh, an alien called Neelix. And in transporter accident, they get beamed together to create a creature called Tuvix. And at first, they don't know how to get him apart, but then he develops as a character. Long story short, they figure out how to separate him. And he's like, no, I don't want to be separated. Uh, uh, I'm a person. You can't do this. And he starts begging people not to do it. Of course, Janeway <laughs> takes it down the gone. transporter room, splits him in half, back to Tuvok, back to Neelix. People devote, oh, Janeway committed murder. She didn't commit murder. He was only two people. Trying to, needs of the many out, needs of the two outweigh the needs of the one. Just get rid of the whole debate, erase Tuvix and stop it. She didn't commit murder. Two people do matter more than one person in this case, just fictional. Shut up. <laughs> so that's what that's the fictional character that I would erase. That's actually really good. Well thought out there, Jim. I, I've had a lot of time to see this, and I'm like, I see it over and over again. I'm like, stop talking about it. It was just he, the needs of the two outweigh the needs of the one, and the two people, the both people had families and people that cared about them more than this other person. So sorry. Yeah, you That's know, Kess did, you know, Kess didn't want to bang Tuvix. She's like, no, oh, no, I don't. She wasn't into that, not at all. Yeah. And and uh, of course, like like Tuvok's logical Vulcan wife didn't want any part of that. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what I would go with. Oh um, well let, let, let me let me get mine out because mine was just knee jerk, just visceral, because as soon as you said I, I knew it was also a Star Trek character, uh Kess, the stupid little mm, uh, Ocampa. Ocampa. Yeah, I know. First of all, they only live nine years. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know. And <sighs> she just literally served no purpose. Well, they tried to extend her life like into like yeah. the season or something, but I, I know. But she was she just she didn't really she's okay. I grow fruits and vegetables and uh, like a little wood nymph looking little thing. And well, she was mostly the foil for the doctor though, because the doctor didn't really have a nurse, and she was supposed to be like yeah backup sidekick. Yeah. Explain, and I I'm not super familiar with. I mean, I, I've seen Voyager. Uh, it's not my go-to star trek so mm. which character is this this is like the this is the little blonde chick cute little blonde who helps yeah. the doctor okay. yeah well no she comes aboard with neelix uh she's a company and she kind of leads them to find other crew members that have been taken by the person that had moved under the delta quads in the first place so and she doesn't really feel at home with her own people so she comes with neelix on voyager uh because neelix there's a like a traveler type of guy. He doesn't have a really, and his home has been like uh, a war zone. So he goes with Voyager also. So she's like, she goes as his uh, significant Bitch. other. Right. Basically. And then, <laughs> okay. but she's also got mental powers. So she like kind of gravitates towards Tuvok, but the character wasn't very well written. So she ends up leaving the show and then replaced by seven of nine, who is more well-written. Oh yeah. Later on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then and then the actress went off the the fucking deep end too. So yeah, did she die? Is she alive? She did. She did she's as far as I know, she's alive. But okay, like the last story I read of her was like they they made it sound like when Brittany went off the deep end, like shaved her head and all that. 
like uh yeah did, did she, she go full in trouble with the cops and no she just she just lost her mind apparently and like was shaving her head and just I don't know, cursing out cops and getting arrested for well, I think, exposure. Yeah, she, I think she shows her. Yeah, she indecently exposed herself. She to was showing. Yeah, American. she was showing her Delta Quadrant. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, All right, both Voyager, both Voyager characters, <laughs> both Voyager. Don. So we're gonna just go ahead and switch this whole thing over. So, Greg, who's your most hated Voyager character? <laughs> yeah, not gonna do Voyager. Um, originally, I kind of wanted to just be like, because I love. I'm starting to go through Firefly again. It's like, kill that someone bitch, uh, Raider. Wash. Oh, who killed yeah. Wash. Yeah. Kill the guy who killed Wash before, so we don't lose Wash. Well, but there's not really a character. It's just a, a spear it's a random a window. spear wield him. Uh, yep. Get that guy. You know? Okay. But, but it, the guy who didn't, who, who designed a fucking piece of glass or, you know, transparent aluminum or whatever it is to withstand the pressure. Atmospheric re-entry, but it couldn't stop a piece of metal. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Well, I don't think guy. it was thrown by someone. I think it was like shot from the ship. So it had some power behind it. It's not just like a, a thrown object. But anyway, I'm not going to dive too hard on that because I see Jim's face and he's just like, well, you what you really mean is you want to kill Joss Whedon. Oh, well, yeah, I think, I think, it. But I think Tudak was uh, was a part of it too. I think we talked about it. I think you told us before, like yeah, you wanted to end the character because there wasn't going to be any more. So why as well just yeah, most, do a, just, a Han Solo and actually kill him off? I say mm. most writers are not going to kill off a main character without consulting with the actor who plays them. I would think. I mean, that would be a that would be horrible for somebody to do. You'd want to get the actor's blessing. I would think. <laughs> Rick Berman, <laughs> <laughs> the thin man from. Uh, uh, Thinman from Charles Angels, uh, Marty McFly's dad. He wanted to. Yeah, about him. Oh, role. Charlie Crispin Glover. Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't hire him back on and killed him off because uh, he wanted too much money. And he's yeah. like being a dick. So, but, yeah, he, but then uh, they used his likeness in Back to the Future Two, and then he sued them and got money for royalties for that because they used his his likeness again. So they so he won that. So good for him. Good yeah. For him. Yeah. So I. I will kill just because I, you know, I love Star Wars more than Star Trek. I just want, I want Jar Jar gone, dude. Just. Oh, just okay. Yes. Yes. Just, there's no point for him being there. They didn't do the cool thing. We're making him like a dark Jedi, like the mastermind. Like I would be on board with that. Be like, yeah, man, he's, he's in the shadows. He's ruling everything. He's making everyone do anything. And, oh, I'm just Jar Jar. I'm a stupid fucktard. But um, no, no, he's just, he's just dumb. And they didn't do anything interesting with the character. And, he just and he's it. slightly racist. And he's a lot racist. Is he eh. really? Well, that and like the the Trade Federation people were also kind of racist ish. I never got the racist thing from them. I just it looked like really bad. Uh, what's that? Prosthetics. Show? Well, yeah, prosthetics, obviously. But um, Power Rangers, like some of the villains from Power Rangers. Yeah. That's all. Oh, I got that vibe. Yeah. Uh, from yeah, the Trade Federation that, people. Yeah, Jar is not. I hate it. Yeah, the, the, the hate was so. I feel sorry for the actor that played him. It wasn't his fault. Ahmed Best. It wasn't Ahmed's fault that he got this really shitty character, and that people. But it is. But the Star Wars fans kind of went after him too much. They they are brutal, and he almost tried to commit suicide. So, but yeah, just it, it wasn't his fault, guys. Leave him alone. Oh well, that I wouldn't go with the actor. I, I it's never. Well, I won't say it's never it's Lucas' fault, but Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. But in my my story, my mental story for that is Lucas because he had young kids at the time, you know. Uh, mm. 
And I'm guessing at some point they'd ask him why Han shot first. He's like, I don't know. Let me change that. And then later on, he's like, kids love Star Wars. We need to make it more kid friendly. So let's add some, you know, a cartoon, literally a cartoon character <laughs> into this thing. And let's yeah. make him funny and step on poo. You know? Yeah. But then that, let's also have, uh, you know, Anakin kill all the younglings. So, you know, that wasn't uh, super kid friendly. Yeah. Sick twist the at the end. There. Yeah. Yeah. What's my what's that meme? I saw it the other day. It's like yinglings. <laughs> so I'm killing off yinglings. He's just drinking yinglings in the field. That's great. That's, that's pretty that's good. good. I like that. Yeah. Well, this I'll try to find it or have Jim find it. We'll post it there on the uh, yeah on the on the Twitter feed there or Facebook. Sounds good. All right, guys. I think that's gonna close the show up. We're gonna kill some yinglings later on tonight. No, I got the stout at the drink. What are you talking about? I'm gonna drink this. I'm gonna finish this this uh, Goose Island stout. Yeah, it's going to knock me down. <laughs> but I'm going to do my best to finish it. I am going to have a yingling. I have one left in my fridge. Are the Hershey's ones? Or this the no, no, an actual just regular yingling. Because okay. I, yeah, I ran out of uh, ran out of cooking wine, so I used some yingling last night, made a uh, pasta, and I, I did a uh, sautéed scallops. And normally I do like, you know, a wine sauce, but I didn't have wine, so I did it with yingling. came out really nice. Mm. nice. Cool. A little hops, a little yeast, a little uh, barley. Yeah. Making the world go round. <laughs> All right, guys, that's that's our show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott, and with me I've got my two good friends, Jay Beaverton and the Irish Giant.